What up, everybody who is watching us on Twitch and on uh, Facebook? It's your boy Ed with the Game Philadelphia crew, and of course, I'm joined by my hosts, the Codex Prime, uh, Carl and Victor. What's up, y'all? What's happening? Hey, how's it going? Yo, what's, what's what's your week been like? Uh, it's been it's been pretty pretty busy, uh, you know, just work and such. But I'm always uh, always making time for you know some games, some movies, you know, during my free time. You know, um, wrestling wise, catching up with a G1, uh, which is happening. Nice. Um, I got, I'm going to catch up with, on tonight's batch of matches. So I'll be all set for this weekend when it wraps up this Sunday. So it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, so um, just to give a, a heads up in terms of the wrestling landscape, I am wearing a shirt in uh, memoriam, as you guys can see, uh, for those of you who are watching on the Facebook Live. Uh, the new my new day eight bit shirt because of what happened because you know with the WWE draft that happened this past weekend mm. that was a that was a heartbreaking moment on uh, on SmackDown to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. The uh, uh, I don't... yep. It's the end of an era. Uh, uh, so it seems after um, think what five six years uh, the new day. <laughs> New Day is no more. Biggie is a solo act now. He's on his own. Um, although, you know, uh, you know, fans fans do want to see Biggie get get that singles push. At the same time, I don't think the New Day needed to be broken up. Um, but that's just me. Yeah, you didn't have to do that sacrifice to uh, get the point across for uh, you know what the goal was for the group. So that's a shame to say the least. Um, I hope that like they you know salvage it, make good on the Big E singles push in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to say if that's going to uh, if that's going to be the case. So I'm that's going to be my biggest concern going into uh, whatever happens starting this Friday. You know what is that going to be like? Yeah, and um, and I know with like Big E has enormous potential you know, to be, to be a single star and who knows, maybe they can start planting the seeds. Maybe they can build up to say Biggie versus Roman at next year's WrestleMania. That would be a very interesting match. You know, if, if, if booked right, um, you know, maybe the new day will come together, uh, to, to dethrone the head of the table, uh, when it's time. Um, there's, there's, there's a lot of potential there that they could do, you know? So I don't, I, I think the new day, even though that they're, you know they're on separate rosters now. I don't think that this, this is the end. We'll definitely see them back together at some point, but I think it's all about uh, giving Biggie that rub the same way that you know Kofi earned that spot last year. New Day ain't going nowhere because that podcast is way too successful and they make way too much. They make them way too much money. Well, I want to see simply is just the Big E Keith Lee face off at the Rumble. That now that fun. would be money. I mean, you already gave Lee the shine, uh, and the you know this year's Rumble. So giving you know paying that forward for uh for E, uh would be good. Like Biggie Keith Lee and as a standoff, uh, so that way Biggie can get the same shine. I would definitely uh like to see how that plays out. Um, depending on how they book the next Rumble, um, just because you got so many moving parts, and I know you guys are gonna discuss that on UWO, um. But I think there's just so many moving parts into how that could work um, as you get into the next Rumble. And then you still got Survivor Series, however you're going to book 
you know, Raw versus SmackDown mm-hmm. with the new, you know, updated rosters, you know, how th- that booking is going to look uh, when we get to that point. Mm. Oh, for sure. It's going to be very interesting. Yeah. Uh, Carl, I'm, one more thing before we uh, go into it, because I want to discuss something with you before we get to the bracket itself, and that's the uh, the sad, unfortunate draw that we got in, you know, what we call the what analysts are calling the NFC least. Uh, oh, <laughs> boy, this bad. That was that was dark, dude. That that. Listen, I'm. All rivalries aside, I, I don't know what to put into words. You know, Patty and I were just like, "Oh, there's there's nothing we can say about what happened to uh, to Dak uh, on Sunday. That was just rough to just be a part of uh, in general." You want you want to know something worse? Hmm. That Dak was my starting quarterback in fantasy. Oh, <laughs> dude, you you got the double you have the double whammy. Right yep. now. Yeah. Yeah. He, oh, my goodness. Like, I mean, I know Vic doesn't know, but Dak was uh, running in for the first down, and the, and the defender grabbed him, and Dak's ankle slid right under the defender, and, like, the way his ankle looked, you would have thought, like, his shoe just fell off. Yeah, I, I saw that. I, it was just hard. Like, when you see it before thinking about the context, I know exactly what kind of visual you're, you're, you know, what picture you're painting right now. But then when you think about it in the context of the injury, it just makes it, like, so much more, like, chilling. You're just like, no, I, I can't. I can't, you know, no, no, please. And then just the, the, the tears... Uh, when he was coming off of the uh, when he was on the car, it was just oh, man, you just feel bad for the guy, um, just with everything um, that he had to go through, all the adversity. Like he over, like when you hear about his life story, like all the things that he overcame. Dude, um, just in 2020 alone, like he mm-hmm. lost his brother to COVID, and then he was de- dealing with you know the depression of all this, and then all the contract talks and stuff. It's for it to end like this, like yeah, exactly. Like, it, 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 it's, it sucks. It, like, my heart goes out to him. Like, ask for quarterback. It's my team. Yeah. I'm hoping for the best for you guys. Um, <clears throat> I mean, what, we'll see what happens with uh, with uh, Andy Dalton now running your squad for the rest of the year. Um, at least that's the expectation. I'm right not now. much at all. <laughs> well, I mean, at this point, it's going to be a two, it's a two-team race. You know, our two teams, Eagles-Cowboys. So, I mean, yeah. That's really all it is, and it's not like we're much better right now, um, at the moment. Yeah. Not by much. This was rough. This was rough. But um, also, I do want to say something. I beat Avengers. Well, the main storyline in Avengers. Okay. It's not. It's not as bad as everybody's making it seem to be. Like it's an actual. It's actually a fun game. Would it? Entered with a very interesting story, and actually, in it, I mean, Modoc is everybody knows Modoc's the main villain, but how it cut you know, it shows like how he comes to be in the game reverse because you know, sometimes like the game reverse is much more different than the actual comics, 
But, um, and then, like, hit, you know, Kamala Khan's role and then playing as different Avengers. And then, you know, you can multiplay as Avengers. Like, say, if you, you, put, you, you were playing the game, you wanted to be Thor, I wanted to be Iron Man, we can play together. You know, that's a cool aspect of the game. Of the game, I think you could do it with multiple uh, with multiple people. Um, it's really not it's not as bad as everybody is making it seem to be. And no, I didn't spend any money, bit <laughs> except for just buying the game. Hey, you know, I mean, I, I've seen it. I've seen Avengers being compared rather unfavorably to Anthem um, in terms of that that. Uh, that those those microtransactions, as far as like, even though they're strictly cosmetic, but um and and but the fact that Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics had to put like literally like a short novella novella's worth of information explaining to people that it was it was that those uh microtransactions are cosmetic is pretty telling. I was like, mm, well, if it's not that important, why would you why would you put out like five to ten pages worth of information? telling people not that they don't have to buy them i mean i mean i mean i mean i I think that they were i think that you know they were trying to uh try to you know make make this game like the next um uh the next money maker and in the vein of like say like anthem or evolve or you know other past games of of a similar nature that just ended up you know failing I think it also hurt them that they advertise a lot of their advertising and a lot of their um, layout, like how they structured the game was very much in the vein of like destiny or destiny two. And they were hoping that players who were, you know, fans of the destiny series, like, like Marcus from our cruise, he's a big destiny two player all the time. He does all the, um, all the events and everything else. And I guess they were banking on players like Marcus to be in that same vein, to be like, um, addicted to the stream, steady stream of content post-launch. Mm-hmm. So that way there's always something to do. There's always characters to upgrade, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But I think the problem is like without a real clear-cut path outside of just advertising the um, post-launch micro content, advertising each character that releases will have a battle pass, things like that really hurt Um what people were expecting the post, you know, the post, uh, post game content to be. So if you, you know, fine, you can have a solid story. That's fine. Yeah. I have no problems with a game that at least has a structure for most of the campaign. But if you're done the campaign, you need something else to do for a game that they claim was going to be supported for years and years. You're already kind of like, you know, missing the ball with that. And I don't know if that you're going to really get that back. Um, even by, when the new consoles drop, I don't know if you are. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. Uh, you sent me the link today, and I was like, yes. Then I checked my Quape. Oh, that just. Oh, dude, I know. Listen, uh, new consoles are just getting harder and harder, man. Like, I don't know. I don't know how they're gonna do this for November, especially oh, with the God. claims that they're gonna be more like available at launch. I I don't believe it. But um, I already have my own screwed over story in terms of like trying to uh, do the uh, Xbox all access. So that's a whole like I already know that these new uh, console pre-orders are uh, messes to deal with right now. I know that. 
You know how every year during the holiday season, there's that one toy that parents go crazy for and they're willing to, like, stab people in, in department stores for? This is it. And that's why I'm not go- I'm not going in uh, launch day until like the, the like the as soon as the store is closing like maybe like an hour before it closes then I'll go pick it up I'm not gonna go day one the minute the doors are open to pick it up no I know that's gonna be a really bad time uh, for either console so I'm just gonna go probably like later later in the day and then walk in and be like yep let me get my console walk in get the console walk out no other things. Say run out. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll have my car parked curbside, less less distance. Have Patty in the driver's seat, yo. Just just slide over the hood like Deuce has, and just be like. No. <laughs> I mean, that that's not wrong at all. Believe me, that's not wrong at all. She'll probably do that. Yeah, that's the sad part. Is like we we're pretty much gonna have to do it. I don't want to, but I know I have to. I know. I, I, I got to start getting my game plan going. Yeah. And Vic, did you start Ghost of Tsushima? Um, I'm, I'm going to start it this weekend once the one version 1.1 patch comes out. I got to get mine back and play it. Yeah. Yeah, once that patch comes out, I think this Friday, then I'll, I'm going to dive into it. Worth it. Yep. Worth it. Right. My weekend is going to be uh, Crash 4. So that's what I'm gonna be focusing on. That hard as balls platformer. That oh my god, what am, what am I getting myself into? So I got that going this weekend. Um, it's I, worth it. It's so worth it though. It's so it? worth it. Yeah, like you. After like I'm in the first two worlds, so I think after I do a little bit more of the gameplay, I'll actually you know understand it. I'll get used to it. But the first two worlds, if you are at least semi familiar with a crash game, it's not that bad. But if this is like one of your first ones, oh boy, the difficulty gets a lot harder. Um, especially with the new mask. Uh, basically, you have your traditional crash controls. You have the slide, spin, jump. Um, but then there's a mask mechanic. And you can only turn on the mask at certain state parts of a stage, depending on which one you unlock. So like me, trying to navigate two things at once where I'm trying to do this hard platforming, but then I got to realize, oh, I got to activate the mask power up while I'm jumping. Um, it's a challenge. So within the first, I would say second world, you get challenged a lot, but once you start doing it, it's fine. Like you'll eventually get used to it. But if you're like world one or world two, one, and you start doing, you know, the mass power-ups, be ready for a challenge, but it's not, it's not that bad once you start getting into it. Mm. So it's worth it. Nice. Yeah. Cause I, it, it, it does look like a fun game. Like, I do have the um, Crash uh, trilogy, the Insane trilogy. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, playing, pl- and, I, and I managed to beat the first one after much gnashing of teeth and <laughs> almost throwing the controller through my TV because, good Lord, those, 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 I think it was like, there were two bridge levels, uh, which, which, God, it, it tested my patience like none other, but it was worth beating it just for that satisfaction. And then I was playing a little bit of Crash 2, and I'm like... I need a break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've done the uh, the Crash trilogy so many times that once I, you know, the Insane trilogy dropped, I knew that I was gonna have a lot of fun doing it. Mm. My only, the only thing I have to do in the original trilogy 
is I still have to do the time trials and I'm already like, you know, just thinking about the time trials um, because of how hard they are. They're really, really difficult. Um, will I ever go back and do them? Maybe. I'll see. I don't know. Um, Cause that's the only thing that stopped me from the platinum trophy for any of the crash trilogy um, is the, the time trials because I got it in crash three cause I've done the time trials, but crash two and one with games that never had them before. It's a lot harder to get used to that because they never had the time trials in the PS one game. So now you gotta do, uh, no, I don't even, I'm getting upset thinking about it. <laughs> and I already know I'm going to get upset thinking about it when I do uh, the time trials for uh, crash four. I tried one on the stream about a week ago, and I was so mad. I, I, I watched a little bit of that. Oh, yeah, you know. no, that time trial was so, even at, at, this is the first level, and I'm already like, no, I can't do this. <laughs> Loved your Mortal Kombat skin, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, that, that literally, like, I watched the trailer. The trailer was dope. Like, I love that, the fact that, like, okay, you got Rain and Melina, who a lot of people wanted. To return so you have that and then you include rambo which is like what the hell rambo's here so now you got a whole a game that has all amazing like action badass heroes so you got robocop terminator spawn rambo and then of course you got the joker as a side you know on a side as the fifth guest and you're just like man like this game is loaded when you actually you know stop to think about it how many you know how much fan service is in the game and then, of course, you got the crazy part, which is the most important part of the announcement was the the free upgrade for the PS up there because there's going to be a PS5 version of the Mortal, of Mortal Kombat with everything. And then because I already own it digitally on PS4, I get, you know, the free upgrade. So uh, that already, I'm just like, whoa, like that's exactly what I needed. And like, as I was thinking about like what my, in my head, my reaction was, that video was basically like a summary of that. It was worth doing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I bet. Oh, <laughs> uh, and in, in, when you actually look up gifts on Instagram, you get a lot of inspiration. Like, you don't realize it. Like, when you start looking up gifts for stories or when you make a reel, there's so much stuff there that you can actually play around with. Like, I actually figured, learned a lot uh, messing around with the reels. No, I need to do more of those. I need to do more of those. I mean, I've been busy with the whole Jack's over thing, but I'm, I do mm-hmm. need to do more of those. I would definitely, uh, you know, just mess around with it a lot more, for sure. So, ready against some Xbox talk? I'm ready. I got the bracket here. So we already did the PlayStation side. We did the Nintendo side. So now we got the Xbox side, which I know with Xbox, a lot of people, you know, don't really play it that much. Like, you don't hear a lot about, like, the Xbox community or the you know, the best of the Xbox, not that much outside of like, you know, people always brag on it with the same uh, criticisms about exclusives and everything. But, you know, looking at what you guys created with the bracket here, it's actually not a bad list when you actually look, you know, look at it objectively. Um, So there's a lot we can try to break down between the three of us, um, which is cool because, you know, with the three of us, we can kind of easily not worry about ties. um, Because I know, we had that a lot of ties happen, especially with the um, PlayStation bracket. Mm. So let's see how we do here with the Xbox bracket. So let's figure out. Let's see where do we want to start. Uh, hey, why are you trolling? Why are you trolling, man? <laughs> 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 Dude, 
Nick's trolling in our Facebook comments. <laughs> no, what is what's he say? No. I just said the Xbox community. That's all I that's all I said. Well, Terrible man. You know, don't, lose, don't lose like fifty percent of our fan base right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just messing around. <laughs> yeah, but I have the bracket open too. Alright, so let's start with this. I'll, um so I'll read off I'll go from the middle of the bracket. So I got the first Titanfall mm-hmm. and I got Crackdown three. So Vic, how do you want to start this off? I'll let you go. Alright. Um I'm gonna have to go with the first Titanfall game uh, for this one. Um, Crackdown Three. Um, it's gotten uh, pretty mixed reviews uh, from from what I get, from what I've seen. Um, uh, compared, especially compared to the first two installments, uh, Titanfall. Um, I am a fan of uh, Part Two, um, but uh, Part I think Titanfall One is like I think it's almost exclusively multiplayer. I believe, but but it looks really fun, you know, like mech warfare, you know, you get to scale up walls and you know, you know, shoot down shoot down other opponents in a giant ginormous mech suit. I mean, can't ask for much more than that. Whereas Crackdown Three, it kind of felt like maybe that series just wore out its welcome, um, and it, it was kind of like a relic of like a time gone by, like in the early stages of the Xbox One, you know. So so I think uh, Titanfall wins this round for me. Which uh, Titanfall is it? Three? Uh, one. Well, it's the Titanfall 1, so the original Titanfall, and uh, from 2014, and then Crackdown. Uh, okay, so as I'm like going through and just looking, oh, absolutely. Yeah, Titanfall, hands down. Better looking. I'm kind of, I'm actually like kind of cheating and YouTubing some of the gameplay. Oh, this game, like, it, it looks gorgeous. Whereas like Titanfall was not not Titanfall, whereas Crackdown Three just kind of looks ah, it just didn't appeal to me. And I am the same boat. Like Titanfall, I remember when I first had an Xbox One. Like I had the old VCR launch Xbox, and I remember Titanfall dropping like that in that spring. And I was just like, man, this is a lot of fun, even for. A multiplayer game, which I know we play a lot of first-person shooters primarily for multiplayer, but it was easy to navigate, you know, as you play through um, the original Titanfall with the, um, especially when you get the mechs, um, you can customize them, you can customize your loadout, um, so that made it a lot more fun. You had the bots, which, you know, they didn't really play a huge, huge factor in the multiplayer matches, but just the fact that they were there just to kind of flesh out the world a little more, I thought that was really cool. Um, and then you can combo attack them to get more points to get to level up to get to your mech a lot faster. Um, a lot of the guns were cool, like the smart pistol I used a, a fair bit as well uh, when I played it. Um, but just like Titanfall was just a lot of fun. Can't say the same for Crackdown Three, which I get that they were trying to like talk about the mayhem and and they try to use Terry Crews as like a cheap marketing ploy, which is kind of interesting. But when you actually play it, like, there's just not a lot interesting. And I think, you know, Vic nailed it. It's a relic of, you know, a game that tried to be what the 360 games were. But they made it way too, like, modernized, and it didn't really stick um, yeah. at all. Yeah, I'm, like, legit. Well, I'm watching gameplay, and it's just jumping. Yeah. Like, I'm legit bored from just watching gameplay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about yeah, it right. Like, it looks like Fortnite to me. Just Fortnite just 
doesn't. I don't know. To me, Fortnite's still a kitty game, but yeah. And that that's what I that's what I feel like I'm getting out of uh, Crackdown Three. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, so Titanfall gets the three zero clean sweep for that one. So that was pretty uh, easy to move that on. Uh, here we go. I'm gonna start this next debate. So the next round I have here is Halo Five. So it's the battle of the Halo game. So only one Halo game is gonna move on the bracket. We got Halo Five Guardians, and we got Halo Wars Two. I'm gonna start this off, and I'm gonna be. I wanna. This might be a little bit of a hot take, and I know you know a lot of us in the Gamerdelphia crew have hot takes. So here's my hot take. Uh, the strategy games of Halo Wars are have a lot are more interesting to me than the actual shooters. Mm-hmm. Now, let me preface that just a tiny bit and say that anything post Halo, do I want to say Halo Reach or Halo Three? Because Reach was okay. Anything post Halo Reach wasn't that good. Like, 4 was fine. Um, 5 was kind of a mess in terms of the story mode, and I think the gameplay didn't, you know, the actual multiplayer, the Halo, didn't really hold up that well. But Halo Wars, like the original, the remaster, um, and then Halo Wars, the sequel, all still hold up. Like, graphically, they look really nice. Um, I'm also more of a methodical player as well. Um, in terms of, uh, you know, whatever kind of game we're playing. And then with a strategy game, uh, I think it's a lot more fun um, to navigate your units, to build them up, to uh, try to grow that base, um, which which I find a lot, more, a lot more interesting because I like, you know, kind of like looking down upon the world mm-hmm. um, and trying to control my units to attack and do all these kinds of things. Um, and the Halo Wars stories are pretty good. The cinematics still hold up to this day um, more than you know some of the other cinematics from the other games. And then Halo 5 story wasn't that great anyway. So, you know, I'm going to take a hot take pick. Halo Wars 2 is my pick. Hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, yeah, I do appreciate your hot take there, Ed. And, um, you know, think, thinking about it, um, I was think I was leading towards uh, uh, Halo 5, you know, being the more traditional uh, FPS Halo experience. But, you know, but but knowing what I what I know about the Halo series, I kind of felt like like the like the series wrapped at Halo 3. And then when Halo 4 came out, it became like Halo, the quest for more money. And then it was like, yeah. well, yeah. Well, you know, like how much how much more story can you mine from this universe? And then now you have a part five, and it's like, well, you know, clearly you're coasting off the name value. Um, Halo Wars two, um, from what I've seen, it does it does look like a, a much more interesting uh, a take and approach to the to the Halo formula using the strategy that RTS uh, formula. Um, and so just for just for the sake of its uniqueness alone, um, I think I'll go with Halo Wars two for this round as well. Um, so I'm watching gameplay and I'm currently watching Halo Wars 2 gameplay and I see League of Legends. Mm, League of like, Legends, yeah. okay. <laughs> I, get where you're com- I get where you're coming from. Like it has that same visual style. Gameplay That's- is like, they're, they're, I know the genres are relatively worlds apart, but like that isometric kind of view, I, I can understand where you made the comparison. Yeah, and then where, you know... Halo 5 is, you know, much more, tradi- 
like Big said, much more traditional. Um, as far as like the graphic graphics wise, it just seems like maybe wait, which year? What year did uh, Halo Five come out? I want to say 2015, 2016. Yeah, it looks. It looks like it just didn't age well mm. in just five years. Yeah. You know, so honestly, with that being said, like, you know, and with Halo 2, just, you know, with Halo Wars 2, just stepping out of the norm and, you know, actually trying, you know, trying something do- different, I'll go with you guys and uh, go with Halo Wars 2. Let's give Halo Wars 2 that sweep. Damn, Halo 5. I mean, Halo Infinite's got a lot to uh, step up to now. When uh, when whenever that decides to drop on the uh, current on the next gen consoles, so but I'm I'm not holding out hope honestly. But again, I could be proven wrong. We don't know, but uh, hopefully that delay to 2021 does does it good. So that's gonna be probably where I'll take it. Uh, let's see, where do I want to go next? Oh, actually, Vic, I'll start with you on this one. Okay. I got so according to your bracket, I see State of Decay two. And Killer Instinct. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know this one. Um, you know I'm I'm gonna have to go with uh, Killer Instinct on this one because I have I have a, a history with the series. Um, you know even even going back to the old arcade uh, SNES days, uh, Killer Instinct was my favorite fighting game as a kid because of how easy it was um, to get into. Um, I played the I played the uh, Killer Instinct um, games on the Xbox, in which um, I schooled Carl multiple times in the Freddy Cup. Um, <laughs> that are out of your mouth. Oh man, here we go. Um, oh, wow. you know, I, I wish Twitch was around that time. You know, that was an whooping. You know, I I, 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 gave, I taught Carl, you know, everything I knew about about Killer Instinct, and he learned from the best, moi, and. Um, wow. And you know, from from the you know from the characters, from the from the intuitive combo system to the soundtrack, um, I'm gonna have to go with the Killer Instinct on this one. Nothing wrong with State of Decay 2. Um, from what I've seen, it is a it looks like a fun title, and it's got and it's got its fans for sure. But um, um, I, I I gotta roll with uh, Rare's uh, fighting game for this one. Okay, hey, first of all, they out here spreading lies. <laughs> it's truth. Lies. No, it's, it's, it's truth. What? Hold on, Victor. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard the whole? Have you ever heard the phrase "picks or it didn't happen"? Um. Victor Amoyo has no memory of that. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> oh, you pulled that out. Oh, listen. There, there were there were witnesses. There, we, I can bring. I can get witnesses. <laughs> and Vic lost that. Vic lost those battles. Vic lost those battles. But uh, yeah, I gotta go with Killer Instinct on that one though. Just off of the name and the nostalgic feel, off of, um, because of it, and uh, and not to mention that that memory I had, you know, for playing Vic at the uh, Freddy Cup, which uh, the next one's Saturday, by the way. Um, yeah, I gotta run with I gotta run with Killer Instinct. I am going to clean sweep that and say for sure Killer Instinct. 
just because of like how much love they gave to this new uh, version of it, um, how much support they gave to the community. It's still going on pretty strong to this day, even though it hasn't had an update since I want to say twenty late twenty eighteen. Hasn't really had anything new added to it, uh, from what I recall. Um, State of Decay. I mean, cool to have like a survivalist like third person zombie like adventure game, but I know we've had a lot of those for the most part, and the original one was cool, but I'm surprised they went with the whole sequel. But, again, not bad, but uh, Killer Instinct's going to definitely take this one. Hmm. So, let's see, where do I want to go? Do, 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 do. Um, all right, here, Vic. I will start this one for you. I got Sunset Overdrive, and I got Sea of Thieves. Hmm. Ooh, yeah, this one's actually tough uh, uh, for me. Um, let me see. They they both seem like really fun games. Um, I've seen some, seen plenty of reviews for both. Uh, I know Sunset Overdrive seems to be the more the more fun kinetic experience of the two. I know it's got. I know it is a popular title. Um, sea of Thieves. I mean, I mean, it's a fun pirate pirate style adventure roam the seas um I, I do like the art style as well uh man i feel like i have to flip a coin for this one but um if i if i if i had to pick one i think i'll i think i'll roll with cf thieves uh, uh for, for this pick you know you know sunset overdrive looks fun but you know what i want to see how far cf thieves goes in this tournament so i'm gonna i'm gonna put my weight uh Put the I'm gonna put my I'm gonna put my win behind the sales for this game. Sea of Thieves. Inter- interesting that you went Sea of Thieves, um, because I am going to the complete opposite, um, and that's more for the fact that Sunset Overdrive at least had a lot of fun aspects going for it. It has that vibe that Insomniac Games made because this was their only true third-party game before they you know went back to sony for that ratchet and clank money which you know mm. of course you take that money because that's an instant seller right. but every time i played sea of thieves uh with mostly with friends just so i can actually kind of like learn to make base mechanics of the game and it made the experience a lot more fun when i played with other people i kept falling asleep playing that game wow. even with navigating the ship even with you know, being on land and doing some of the like sword fighting and other tasks that you would do on the islands, even with, you know, having our ship destroyed and me swimming towards like a storm and trying to navigate how all that worked and everything. Mm. I just couldn't get into it at all. Every time I played Sea of Thieves, I just could not get into it. Mm. But everything I saw with Sunset Overdrive, it at least didn't take itself too seriously. At least, you know, had a modicum of fun, has a developer that at least made has made good games mm-hmm. um especially with their spyro and ratchet games um so at least it had something going for it so i'm giving sunset overdrive uh this round's vote okay yeah and uh what say you carl sunset overdrive okay. i feel like i can get more out of playing sunset overdrive than uh see it these okay fair fair so two all right one. so that's two to one sunset so it's our first split vote. No uh, clean sweep on that one. Uh, let's see. Where do I want to go next? Uh, I'll start this one off. I got 
ReCore and Quantum Break. Now, this one's interesting because um, I'm not a fan of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a generic third-person game that relies on live-action cutscenes to tell its story, or at least use live-action actors. Because mm. I think that's pretty much what Quantum Break is. It's a, uh, it was a Remedy game um, in the same vein as Alan Wake, and it was cool for its time. Um, I know they tried to play it out like a TV show. At least that was their goal, was to make it like a TV show with, with game mechanics built into it. They were going to try and integrate the two. And then you had ReCore, which when it dropped, it was mostly, you know, criticized as being relatively generic. Um, but then it got an improvement to the Definitive Edition. It actually did pretty well for itself. And I like the idea of, like, being a scavenger, um, looking up mechanical parts and, um, you know, having a sidekick who can use those parts for different upgrades, whether it's traversal or strength, etc. And from the time I played it, it was cool. Like, I, I understood the general idea of the concept. Um, but Quantum Break, like, that kind of story just didn't really sit well with me. Um, and I think I'm also starting to feel that as we look into, like, control. Um, I think it was kind of the same boat. Um, having the realistic characters um, was cool and everything. Um, but I think for this round, I'm going to give the underdog a chance. Uh, and I'm going to say ReCore. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'll also go with Recore as well um, because it it looks it looks like a much more fun um, experience um, than Quantum Break. Quantum Break, I do respect uh, for you know for its concept, you know, and for what it what it tried to do. But you know, like you said, I'm not a huge fan of like games that he rely heavily on that you know full motion video, you know, using you know real actors and footage, you know, to to kind of bolster its nar its narrative. Um, yeah, because uh, I, I think that, you know, for, it's like, it's like at that point, it's like, well, I, I, it makes me think of like those old Sega CD games where it used full motion video and it's like a point and click adventure, more or less. Um, uh, thankfully, um, like for, for Remedy, uh, Control was a much better experience, which was like mostly gameplay and like had limited uh, full motion video. Um, but yeah, I'll go with ReCore. Just because it looks like a much more fun experience, um, I do like the mechanics using that um, that mechanical dog as your companion, um, which which is pretty cool. Um, I, w I wish I wish um, you know as a Sony player, I wish we had uh, had that ported over to the PlayStation because uh, it does look like it's it would be worth playing. Uh, but yeah, Recore gets my vote here too. Yeah, and I think I'm gonna give it the clean sweep with uh, Recore. I mean. As I'm like watching Quantum Break, I feel like I'm watching Xbox's version of Detroit Become Human, which I, mm. which I love. Detroit Become Human is a is a great game. It is. But I just feel like, yeah, that like you said, like you said, Ed, like they're leaning towards you know, you know, star power, you know, like with. Um, uh, I think his name is Aiden Gillen, who played yeah. um, yeah, who, from Game of Thrones. And from what it looks like, the dude who played uh, Bobby Drake in the X-Men movies. But yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like with the uh, recoil, you're just getting a much more fun experience. Like I'm actually seeing, 
you know, you're shooting, you're actually playing, where it's just, you know, with uh, Quantum Break, you're just kind of walking around and just kind of letting the story take its course. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, I'll go, I'll go with Record. Uh, just to confirm, yep, uh, the lead actor is the same one who played uh, Iceman in the X-Men movie, so you are correct on that. And then you had uh, Lance Riddick, uh, who has played the main uh, bad guy, who's done a lot of uh, different roles as well, like The Wire, Fringe, um, Oz, and mm-hmm. Lost as well. Yeah. So they did go up with the heavy hitters, so I will say that. So, you know, at least, you know, give them credit for that. Yeah, and then with Detroit Become Human, I know it's a PlayStation game. It's just like you had what one star, and I don't really, I didn't really recognize anybody else. Yeah, you only had the one. Yeah, exactly. You only had the one recognizable actor. Yeah, so his name was Marcus Williams, I think. Oh, Jesse, Jesse Williams. Williams. Yeah. Jesse Williams. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. That's the name I was thinking of. Uh, let's see, where do I want to go next? Okay. Um, I'm surprised this this. <laughs> Vic, I'm going to pass this to you because I want you to explain how you came up with this particular matchup in the bracket. So these next two, same idea. They're just two games in the same franchise going head-to-head. So you have the traditional Forza in Forza 7, and then you have the kind of like the spinoff in Forza Horizon 4. Uh, What is your thought process on having those two games match up, and uh, where do you want to go with it? Hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, I was... you know, looking looking at both games, and um, and I was curious to see, okay, um, since 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 they're both in the same series, what what uh, what racing game would Xbox players prefer? Uh, which one would they lean towards? Um, and it, and it, and it's kind of tough. It's like it's one of those like you know flip a coin uh, uh, rounds. You know, if you pick one or the other, you know, you can't go wrong. Um, yeah, for for me. <coughs> Yeah, for me, uh, you know, I, I, I really can't, I really can't call it. Even, even looking at footage for both games, I'm like, I mean, I mean, pick either one and and you're good. Uh, so, um, if I had a coin here, I would literally flip it right now. So to pick one, um, but I'll, I'll leave it to you, to you two gentlemen, and um, and afterwards I'll make my decision. Um, I'll, I'll take the first crack at this. Yeah. Um, let me think. Hmm. This is going to be a hard, hard one to think of. I'm more leaning towards Forza 7 because I am a traditionalist, and uh, that's because of my time spent playing a lot of uh, Gran Turismo. Mm-hmm. So that experience, I think I play more Gran Turismo 3 because uh, 4 was just all right. Um, because that was the last I didn't really get into four, you know, Gran Turismo too much at post three. And then I played a game called Taurus Trophy, which is the motorcycle version, like a, a motorbike version of Gran Turismo, which was exclusive to the PlayStation. Uh, underrated game. If you're a big motorcycle head, buy it. Better than the ride series that's on uh, console right now. Um, but because of my experience with Gran Turismo and because I'm more into that like simulation feel instead of like a tr- open world rally kind of game uh i'm gonna give this round's vote to forza seven okay um i'm i can see yeah Vic, you was 
you're pretty much getting the same thing from what I'm looking. I, I'm, I may have to, judging by what I'm looking at on YouTube right now, I, I'm going to have to go with Forza Horizon 4. Horizon 4? Okay. okay, so we need a, we need a coin uh, now. Uh, Let's, let me see if I have a... Uh, right. Let me see if I have something. I, we no, can I got use. one. I just, you got one? Okay. Yeah, uh, I got it, so. <laughs> uh, so, Vic, what do you, which one do you want heads? Which one do you want tails? Uh, let's see. Heads, Forza 4, tails, uh, Motorsport 7. All right. All right. Let's do this flip. And the winner is... Tails. Oh, okay. All right. So that's Forza 7. Right. So that's going to move on just by a coin flip. Yeah. I'm bad. I'm not. No, not at all. Forza <laughs> 7. 2 to 1. Yeah, it was hard to pick either way. Um. All right. So we got gear. So we got both Gears of War games that came on on the Xbox One. 4 and 5. Hmm. So... How do I want to play this? I'm not. I'm never a proponent to say that the sequel is always better than the previous game. Not all the time is that the case, mm. especially with a series that's just gone on and on and on. Yeah. Um. So I think, in terms of what I thought was better marketed, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna kind of uh, throw my vote to Gears Four because at least I, it was marketed with you know new characters, but still had the legacy of. You know, Marcus Phoenix leading this new team. Whereas Gears 5 was more the team, the new team kind of taking over. Um, so my vote is going to go with uh, Gears 4. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to, yeah, I'm, I'm going to, I'm also going to echo your sentiments there. I'm also going to go with Gears 4, um, seeing as how it's, uh, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's carrying on tradition uh, from the previous Gears games. Um, you know, Gears 5, you know, seems to be, you know, um, more more of the same, kind of like more of the same of what you're getting from Gears 4 anyhow. Um, that doesn't necessarily make it better, but that also doesn't uh, make it worse either. Um, so so on, on that basis alone, I'll, I will go with uh, Gears 4. Uh, you know what? Because this computer's acting up. I'll just give it a clean sweep with Gears 1. Alright. So that's moving on. Mm -hmm. And then the final matchup of the first round is the hardest matchup to me, at least, just because of my love for like action, platformer type games. Mm -hmm. uh, Vic, I will throw this to you. Um, you got Ori and the Blind Forest, and you got Cuphead. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Both both platformers, both uh, you know, different experiences. Um, you know, Ori, I I I love. I mean, both both games like have uh, you know, gorgeous you know, art styles, visual styles. Um, I like I like Ori in the Blind Forest's um, you know, saturated uh, bright visuals. Um, I also love the retro uh, uh, 30s animation style of Cuphead, which was from what I understand, done completely from scratch, and you know who knows how long that that took in development. Um, they're both they're both uh, different experiences too. Uh, so if you're looking for something that's uh, more, you know, more story driven, more about you know, 
more more about atmosphere um, than Ori in the Blind Forest is, is your bag. If you want something that's uh, uh, completely challenging, um, maybe almost to the point of frustration, um, Cuphead uh, might might be your might be your uh, um, you know your cup of tea as well. Uh, you know I, I you know I was I was you know I was going back and forth, going back and forth thinking about what what game I would want to see uh, advance to the next round. Um, I know Cuphead has its has its devotees for you know for good reason, um, but uh, I, I I do feel like in this round Ori in the Blind Forest seems to be the underdog, and 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 I do, and I, and, and, you know I, I kind of have a soft spot for it. So, you know, no disrespect to Cuphead, but the slight edge for me is going to go for Ori in the Blind Forest. Very interesting. Uh, Here's my thing. I love a game that requires a lot of attention to detail. And I think platform, one of the things, interesting things about platformers is that they're very, very meticulous in how they function. Uh, when you look at games like, you know, Mario and Sonic in the console wars eras to of course crash, when not, you know, from what I discussed in the intro, um, games that have a lot of detail thrown into it are always going to be interesting. Games that have offer a challenge are always going to be interesting, but a game that required very much like old school rotoscope animation, similar to um, the uh, the Fleischer, which the main inspiration is not necessarily the uh, the Disney style. Um, I actually looked this up in an old uh, Game Theory episode that there's an artist called Max Fleischer uh, and his studio based out of New York City. Um, they were the original creators of um, cartoons such as uh, Betty Boop. And the old Superman 19, like the old, old Superman 1930s um, cartoons. Yeah. A lot of that bendy animation um, really came through with, you know, with their style. Um, and then, of course, with an orchestral soundtrack that's very jazzy, yeah. uh, which is always kind of like, you know, keeps you on your edge, but also like, you know, kind of relaxes you in a way. Because, you know, when you get into that jazz style, it's very smooth. But then when it starts to ramp up, um, when the drums kick in and the trombones kick in, it makes it a lot noisier. So you start to like kind of like get on edge a little more. Um, and that music is always cool to listen to. Um, and other two, of course, the game that has all that stuff and more is Cuphead, and that's my vote. Okay. Uh, Ori is gorgeous. I will not take that away. And um, that. Just looking at it just screams of what I would like to say, a Victor-ass game. <laughs> but I'm going to say this. I used to watch you and AJ on the Party Nerds Twitch. Y'all was going in on Cuphead. Those were very entertaining times. I'm actually just going to go with Cuphead for that reason. <laughs> Oh, believe me, those old days when Cuphead launched in 2018, and we were, yeah, 2018, and we were just pulling our hair out every time during some of the levels. Um, that was that was some good ass times, to say the least, during our, those early streams uh, when we were getting on Twitch. Um, and the hot sauce. Oh my god, the hot sauce! No, I don't even want. To, <laughs> I don't even want to think about it now that I'm like you imagining nothing until you tried Wicked Nightmare. Oh, God. Don't do it. I'm not even going to. I already know what you went through, and I don't know what you know what they have plans for, but that's going to be a whole 
bold mood uh, if I ever bring that up to him again. Don't do it. Trust me. I'm trying not to. Uh, let's. So we're. Kill Brian. Oh, yeah. Tired. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're in round two, and the matchups are kind of looking interesting. Um, now that we're kind of uh, breaking it down, so let's start with the let's start with the battle of the three and O's. Um, so the first three and O I got. Um, Carl, I'll start with you. Mm-hmm. I got Recore. Um, the action, uh, the action third person game, and then I got Killer Instinct. So those are your first two choices. Uh, off of nostalgia, I gotta go. I gotta go Killer Instinct. Fair point, Vic. Um, I'm gonna pick Recore uh, for this one. Yeah, being the more original experience of the two. Ooh, okay. So I'm the tiebreaker on this one. Is that because uh, I beat you so bad it made you think like <laughs> playing Smash Brothers? No, it's because um, you know, I, I I'm so good at Killer Instinct that, you know, I, I think my record uh speaks for itself. You know, I am I am the tribal chief of Killer Instinct, as you know. The head oh, of the man, table. Oh man, you brought that out. Uh oh. All right. But you're lost. But you're lost. Car, you gonna walk up to him and call him chief? <laughs> Not today, who's... <laughs> you acknowledge me. <laughs> you can say I quit. <laughs> oh man. Also, before we uh before I throw in my vote, can we say that um the Roman J uh storyline is probably the only really good storyline that uh Raw or SmackDown has right now? Yes. Com- I completely agree. Yes, but I'm still open to this whole retribution thing because now it's like, okay, they review, they reveal that Mustafa Ali is quote unquote the leader, and I don't even think like he's the real leader. You know, Brian spoke on this, uh, Bully Ray spoke on this on on um, Busted Open Radio. Like, who should, who really should be the leader? And then we're almost. In the Survivor Series mode, Triple H. Uh, that seems like such a stretch when you actually think about it. Like, I think it's cool that uh, Mustafa Ali is the leader. I think that's the more interesting route, um, especially since a lot of the main players in the storyline, Hurt Business, Retribution, uh, Ricochet, are all still on Raw. So I can, I, I would love to see like a Ricochet Ali feud um going into not necessarily survivor series maybe the rumble maybe if worst case scenario mustafa ali can probably you know like i know a lot of it has been retribution versus hurt business so i would love to see the feud get ali the united states championship because i think that makes it a uh, makes the at least the point of the group more interesting whereas with um the Hurt Business, most of the summer has revolved around the United States Championship. So I think that at least, you know, it builds up the mid-card championship, give it to Ali, and then have Ricochet feud, feud with him for it until the Royal Rumble or up to Mania. Um, I think that could make it a lot more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then final point before we move on to my pick, please, 
please WWE. I know you're not going to do it because you hate us because that that's your MO. Um, I want the original pre-changes United States and Intercontinental Championships back. I don't like either of the new designs. Oh yeah, I think I mentioned this on a previous uh, show you guys did for UWL. I don't like either of the two designs. Oh yeah, yeah, like um, the IC title looks like something out of Mortal Kombat, and the United States title looks like a dipset chain. <laughs> Wait, looks like a what? A dipset chain. <laughs> Yo, it does look like something Cameron would wear. Now that I'm thinking of the eagle, it does look yep. like a Cameron chain. Oh, there's already there was already memes, and I'm just like, yep, that's that's a dipset chain. I know. I, I don't care what anybody says. Like the the United States Championship with the flag in the center, I like that title. Like that. Yep. Like if I had to get a replica, I would get the U.S. belt as a replica. Like I would absolutely do that. You know, have that championship belt as a replica. Of course, my dream replica title, which is like a million dollars, which is like too much to spend on, would be, spoiler alert, the million dollar championship. I would love to have the million dollar championship as a replica. I've held one in my hands. (laughs) (laughs) I've held one in my hands. I was just like, I don't think, I think when I met Ted DiBiase, uh, I met Ted, you know, I got an autograph signing with DiBiase at a, a small convention. He didn't have the belt at the time um, at his table. I don't remember. Yeah, no, it wasn't there. I would have absolutely like picked it up and uh, you know, some, you know, had him uh, take a picture of me with it. Um, but if I had the chance, I would love to do it. The only real title that I held was with uh, DDP at Comic Con, where he had the WCW Championship, the rep, like the actual official big gold belt. And when it's when it's when they say big gold belt, oh, it's, it's awesome. legit big gold belt. My shoulder almost fell off trying to. <laughs> Hold it up when we were trying to do the diamond pose. Shit was heavy. Yeah, I believe it. (laughs) But to my votes, um, I am going to vote on the fact that, yes, Recore had a lot of potential, but Killer Instinct, just the fact that, like, it came out of nowhere to be a successful fighting game, um, to stay in the lineage of what the original Killer Instincts were like, um, it has to go to Killer Instinct. I'm going to give it my vote and make it a two to one for that. Okay. So Not mad at that. On. Two to one. Boom. I thought she was going to go record. I, I was on the fence on it, honestly. Like record, as we you know, as was discussed, it has an original concept. It has something to get behind. Um, had it been better at launch? Maybe I would have discussed it, but at launch, it just wasn't that great of a game. When they improved it, it became a lot better. Right. Um, but Killer Instinct was better, you know, awesome at launch and got better once, you know, newer seasons of characters dropped. So I'm going to go with it there. All right. So, uh, Vic, the next battle of the three and O's, I got Gears 4 and Halo Wars 2. Hmm. Ooh, okay. This is this is an interesting round here. Um, you know, uh, Gears Four uh, is terrific if you want that um, that third person shooter or run and gun experience. 
Um, Halo Wars 2, if you want that RTS, uh, RTS flavor, um, that's, that's also, uh, great, great as well. Um, hmm. Man, this, this, this will require some thought. Um, I can, I, I, I can see, I can see this, uh, being a divisive round where, you know, a fan, the fan bases of either either series, either game, will be mad. Uh, whoever, if the opposite wins, um, I think, man, you know, I I do want I do want to see I, I do want to see I I do want to see the the more interesting picks uh, make make it far in the rounds. Um, I'm I'm gonna say this. Um, my 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 mind says Gears Four, but my heart says Halo Wars Two. So I'm gonna go with Halo Wars Two. I want to see how far Halo Wars Two can can carry itself uh, in this tournament. Nice, Carl. Where do you want to go? Ah, let's see. Halo Wars Two. I guess because I'm more of a fan of the whole running gun genre, uh, I'm yeah, I'm gonna go with PS4. Ooh, so what if we got a split right now. Um, so I'm the tiebreaker, and I'm gonna make it a little easier. Um, if this was a battle between Halo Wars 2 and Gears Tactics, which I know is a PC game right now. But it's coming to Xbox One and Series X at launch, on the console launch. If the battle was that, it might be a lot harder. Because I know Gears Tactics is a very interesting take on that, you know, strategy type of gameplay um, using the Gears mechanics. But since that's not the case, um, I'm going to go with Halo Wars 2 for my vote. Just because, like I said, that, st- that style of game is always really... Uh, Really, really cool. So Halo Wars 2 is going to get my vote. Um, let me load up the next matchup while we... Uh, let's see. Give me one second. I'm just pulling up the vote right here. Also, in the meantime, while I pull up the next one, uh, a little bit of sports, because I know we, we are very varied for the uh, here on the show. Um, Carl, the Jets just cut Le'Veon Bell. It's the official... It's official. Yeah, Patty just showed me the article. They just straight cut him. Oh. And somebody actually asked me earlier what would be a good landing spot for him. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I thought Philly, but y'all got Miles Sanders, so you guys are okay. Yeah, but how, I mean, Le'Veon Bell would be an interesting backup solution especially if you're going to primarily use Boston Scott more as like a, a situational slash returner, like you can make him that next um, Sproles if you needed to like put him in that like return game or like situational uh, situational offense. And then you have, you can use it back and forth between Bell and Sanders. Makes sense. Um, I mean, we're good on our running game. Yeah, you're a, you guys are good, hundred uh, percent. Offense, at least. <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
don't know. It's just that, like there's so many possible landing spots. Um, Rex Burkhead's doing his thing for New England. Um, the Rams got Todd Gurley. I know Phillies is, I mean, not Philly, Houston's run game is pretty, pretty banged up. So maybe Houston? That could be interesting. I don't know. We'll see what's going to happen. Hopefully. I mean, hopefully we'll find out something soon, like once he clears and, yeah. you know, he picks a team to sign with. I'm going to be uh, all, you know, all eyes on that as we get to uh, Sunday. So we'll see what happens. So, ah, the Jets. LOL. <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay, here we go. Okay. Uh, Vic, I'll start with you. Um, Forza 7 and Titanfall. Uh, hmm. I'm I'm gonna go with Titanfall. That's my pick. Um, you know, two two different games, two different genres. Um, but um, you know, I, I feel I feel Titanfall is the is the more logical pick here, for some reason. Oh, how do you feel? Uh, I'll go with I'll go with Titanfall. Ooh, I was gonna. I'm just going to give love to Forza. I'm not going to make it a clean sweep, but I know Titanfall is winning. So, but I will make the case for Forza 7 only because I do like the, you know, the realism of the racing aspect that they've always been able to improve each and each, you know, year or every so often when they release them. Whereas Titanfall, you know, was amazing. And then Titanfall 2 was even better, especially once they included a story mode. Um, so I know that would have made it harder if it was a sequel, uh, but I'll give the one vote in the two, the one to Forza. So Titanfall will still advance. And then the final one, which the battle of the two of ones, uh, Carl, I'll start with you. You got sunset overdrive and you got cuphead. The fun factor of cuphead's there. So. Like cuphead is like, it's like Xbox's fall, guys. Interesting, hmm. interesting. Hmm. Vic? Let's see. Oh, isn't Cuphead also on the PS4? Um, uh, it is oh. now. Oh. Um, at the time of, um, in the decade, because it didn't come out on PS4 until this year, hmm. uh, over the summer. So before this year, in the 2010s, it was Xbox exclusive. Gotcha. Uh... Mm. I mean, they're both prime prime picks, prime choices. Uh, let me see. I do like Cuphead soundtrack, and of course, like uh, its art style. Um, Sunset Overdrive is just a kinetic, over-the-top experience, which looks like a joy to play. Um, it's one of those. It's one of those titles that I wish wasn't an Xbox exclusive, because I would like to. I would like to get my hands on it. Um, this is actually another tough match, uh, another another coin flipper here. But I am gonna have to I'm gonna have to choose here. So uh, you want to take, take a little bit of time and I make my vote? Yeah, yeah. You, you go ahead. Yeah. Well, see, 
it's tough. Um, I like what Sunset Overdrive wanted to do. I like that it wanted to be that a game that had an original idea, had like a traversal kind of aspect to it. Um, and it was just more self-referential humor more than anything else. But I cannot, in my heart of hearts, vote for a game or vote against a game that took God knows how many years to make just because of the fact that it had to go through what animators and musicians and band members had to go through in the early days of like Hollywood uh, or the early days of like entertainment. Mm. So um, Cuphead is going to get my vote. Mm, okay. Um, yeah. So you can make it 3-0 or you can make it 2-1. Um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna show love here for uh uh for Sunset Overdrive, so I'll make it two one. Um, like like I said, I'll, I'll at some point I'll, I'll definitely um uh, sit down and play Cuphead, and then you know, it's one of those games that that I'm intrigued by because of how difficult it is. Um, I want to see if I can actually finish the game. It's like it's kind of it's kind of like a kind of like a, a dark a Dark Souls platformer mm-hmm. in terms of its difficulty. Um, yeah. So, so I'll go with Sunset Overdrive just to show it some love. But um, have you have you uh, finished Cuphead, uh, by the way? I have not finished Cuphead. Uh, I know there was one boss that I was always stuck on, and it was the uh, the roller coaster boss. Mm, okay. Like that boss was like savage every single time, and I think it's more just me trying to get used to uh, the jumping mechanics mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. Um, in terms of like jumping and doing the jump parry, stuff like that. Um, so I appreciate the challenge is what I'll say. Mm, okay. That much I will, I do know. Nice. All right. So we are in the semis for both consoles, uh, or for this bracket. Uh, Ooh. All right. I'm going to start with this. Uh, where is it? All right. So we got all two ones. Cool. Uh, Carl. I got tight. So the first semifinal is Titanfall and Killer Instinct. Oh, yeah. Mm. Damn. Um. I'm gonna actually give y'all the Vince Russo swerve. Uh-oh. Go with Titan. Go with Titanfall. <laughs> Did you just David Arquette Killer Instinct? <laughs> Did you really do that? I did. I, I, I did. I just feel like, I mean, as great as Killer Instinct was, it's just like, I think you just pretty much reached this plateau where it's just, I feel like with Titanfall, you can do much, much more. Okay. So with that being said, I'm gonna give it to Titanfall. Interesting way to think about it. Okay. Uh, Vic, where do you want to go? Um. Uh. You you know what, bro, bro. Uh. I I I hear you on 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 the Titanfall, bro. But uh. Um. You know what? I'm gonna have to hit you with that reverse swerve, and I'm gonna go with Killer Instinct here. 
<laughs> okay. After voting against the last round, you you know you decided to switch sides. Oh man, we got a Brett and Austin going right now. Okay, <laughs> interesting. Oh, we're so referential tonight. Oh yeah. <laughs> now, all right. So this falls on me. What do I want to do in this situation? Damn. Hmm. First person shooter that was really interesting for its time based off of its gameplay. With mechs, land traversal, even bot, even just like background bots, just being a contributing factor, or a fighting game franchise that had a lot of love in the early days and got a 20-year revival later on. Hmm. All right. I think I'm going to play it out this way. I'm going to be that... I'm going to give the uh, generic bro vote and go with my FPS gut, and I'm going to give my vote to Titanfall oh. for the simple fact that Killer Instinct was re- is really cool. But as a player of an interesting time in fighting games, especially as a hardcore long-life supporter of Mortal Kombat, and of course, Street Fighter, MBC, et cetera, et cetera. Having a game that's more that's more about doing the awesome comp, like the five to six at combos, and being the type of person who couldn't nail any of them at all, or try to do an extended combo pass like five to seven hits without doing like a, a super move every single time. I think the learning curve more frustrates me more than anything else. Mm -hmm. So with that in mind, I'm going to give the tiebreaker to Titanfall and move that to the final. That's, Hey, I'm not, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the decision, you know, and, uh, he's got my big and fighting games, Perry. Hey, you know, like, you know, I, I, I actually purchased Tekken 7 when it was on sale, um, and I always play with the assist mode, so that's the only way I can really have fun with it. Hold L1, press like any of the four uh, buttons to do a, a move that would take like 10 button presses. Hey, that's my jam. There you go. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> At all. I can, uh, I can vibe with that. Yeah. All right. Second semifinal vote. Bic, Halo Wars 2, Cuphead. Mm. Oh. Um, wow. Yeah, it, you know, I, th- I think, yeah, you know, p- part of me, you know, part of me wants to see Halo Wars, Halo Wars 2 make it to the final. Mm-hmm. And, um, but but at the same time, you know, Cuphead is a genuine work of art, uh, and you know, just just off of its, um, you know, just off of its originality, you know, um, its its approach to to platforming, and you know, it's you know, it's um, you know, it's 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 catering to you know hardcore players looking for that old school uh, shoot 'em up gameplay that te- that will test your metal, that'll test your patience. Um, I think this is this is this is a narrow pick for me, but you know what? 
I th I think I think my heart has to go with Cuphead here. Wow, definitely uh, the toughest of the votes right now. Carl, how do you feel? Uh, yeah, I gotta roll with I gotta roll with Cuphead. Ooh. Do I want to have Cuphead complete the sweep? Oh, Halo Wars Two, you oh, you were so so close, man. I wanted to get a strategy game into a final. I wanted to get an obscure, underrated game into the final, but I can't do it. I'm gonna clean sweep. Oh man, I'm so so close. Uh, Hot dog came back to you, didn't it? Was that? That hot sauce came back to you, didn't it? It kind of did. No, no, thinking about it. <laughs> All right, so before we get to the final, I know that uh, before we go any further, at least we can discuss this. I know our next future debate cast, uh, we will we have a multiplayer bracket to discuss. So this is just a little sneak preview, just all the multiplayer games that have come out over the last 10 years on console, PC, etc., um, that's going to be our next debate. Um, so there's a lot of games that to look into, especially games that have released, you know, online modes that have had um, just multiplayer only success stories. Um, so, you know, we'll touch this up for sure. And then uh, our future cast, our debate cast part four will be the multiplayer bracket. And then of course the final four um, we'll do, we'll do both of those parts on the same cast Um and we'll see how that goes because I know it's going to, you know, cause a lot of rage once we get to the uh, the final four mm. and uh, play that out. But before we get to that point, let's uh, finish this fight, as they say in Halo. And your final vote, Carl. Okay. Cuphead. Cuphead versus Titanfall. Go. Oh. oh. That's your final. Um. Titanfall. Any particular reason? I probably would get more out of playing Titanfall than I would than I would with uh, Cuphead. Interesting, interesting. Vic, where do you want to go? Hmm. Um. You know, I, I I am pleased to see Titanfall make it this far. Uh. Um, but uh, as I said, uh, you know, earlier at the beginning of this, near beginning of this episode, you know, I am a fan of Titanfall 2, um, which I feel is a is a is a superior game uh, to Titanfall, you know, uh, but not that, not taking anything away from the first installment, of course. Um, but I think that here, I, I I think Cuphead is is the better pick of the two. Um, just, just off the basis of like, it's, you know, just everything about it from its art style, its soundtrack, its gameplay. Um, it's, 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 it's just sheer, you know, originality, uh, as well. Um, so yeah, Cuphead, I'm, I'm casting my vote for, for that to win this, uh, bracket. Oh boy. I am... So my vote decides the winner of the Xbox bracket. Interesting. Hmm. Which way do I want to go with this? 
Okay. I don't know what to think. Because Titanfall did get me through a lot of the original life cycle, the original first year of the Xbox. I will say that. Titanfall got me through a lot of that because it was the one first-person shooter that actually was a lot of fun and varied. Um, unlike what came out at the same time, Call of Duty Ghosts, which was, oh, God, I don't even want to remember that Call of Duty Ghosts was actually a thing. And same with um, Advanced Warfare. Oh, those early those early years of the exp- of the ne- you know this current generation in terms of like the big big boys of first person shooters, especially the Call of Duties, were terrible. I'm surprised not a lot of people are, are kind of reflecting on how bad those first Call of Duties were. Um, I do. That was around the time I stopped playing Call of Duty. Good. Yeah. 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 Because Ghost came out and he tried to sucker me in with that Eminem. You know, using Eminem as the uh, the music to try to promote how good the multiplayer was. I was a sucker for it. Damn it! And so then, like, then, was that? It was the it was the song to like collapse, right? No, they used um, survival from his new from uh, Marshall Mathers LP two. Oh, okay. So they used that song because Marshall Mathers LP two hadn't come out yet, and survival was like you know an exclusive track that was made for the, that game. Um, and they even had a music video that used a lot of the ghosts' emblems throughout the music video. So the song was made for the game. And then right. Marshall Mathers LP2 came out. Um, and it had some good tracks on it here and there. Um, until Kamikaze completely destroyed it. Because that album was great. And then um, then the new album, Music to be Murdered By, was double great. Um, but notwithstanding. Titanfall got me through a lot of those early years of first-person shooters when uh, Call of Duty wasn't that great and Battlefield was just too big and I didn't care. However, I am not someone who's going to disrespect a work of art, something that people will remember for years to come. People will remember the t- first Titanfall, but I think people remember Titanfall 2 more because of how much better it was. It was the top first-person shooter for a while until... I want to say Call of Duty World War II dropped. And then, of course, then, it, you know, Call of Duty started getting good again with um, Modern Warfare and then maybe Black Ops Cold War. But Cuphead is going to be remembered for decades because it has an art style that's so simplistic, but yet it's going to hold up for decades to come. And the music's going to hold up. It's going to make you remember a you know, an older time period of animation where everything was more simplistic. Um, it is going to make you remember a time period where, you know, hard games always were going to exist. And I think that's what makes this a lot more fun to think about when you think of, like, you know, hard as nails games, hard as nails sh- platformers, shoot 'em ups, a variety of different experiences. So for legacy purposes, uh, or at least the legacy that will continue on further, uh, it has to be Cuphead, like no question about it. Uh, Cuphead is going to get my final vote, and Cuphead wins the Xbox Microsoft bracket. Um, man, what a path it took to do it too. It's compelling argument too, by the mm. way. Like yeah. I, I didn't even think about it. Like 
and I didn't even think about it as far as like legacy wise. Like that will like stand the test of time. Not to mention, Cuphead has a stronger pop culture influence than Titanfall. I see more Cuphead fans more than Titanfall fans. Which is a shame, too, because Titanfall... So what's interesting when you think of Titanfall, like, Titanfall 2 is excellent. Like, I'm not going to make any bones about it. The multiplayer, story mode, all excellent. (laughs) What I find more interesting about Titanfall's legacy is, sadly, nobody's going to remember the the two Titanfall games, even though they should, because the first one was fun, the second one was even better. The lasting impact that Titanfall is going to leave on the video game industry is that it indirectly led to Apex Legends. That's its legacy, because it's the same teams. It's the Respawn Entertainment. They, they did their work on Titanfall 2. They were about to work on a new game, and then all of a sudden they got pushed off to do Apex Legends, and we know how much Apex Legends has blown up to yeah. this day. So that's Titanfall's legacy, is that it brought us Apex Legends. Interesting. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, Apex Legends. I think that's like the next, um, like the next. That was like the second most popular uh, free-to-play shooter, be behind like Fortnite and um, I think Overwatch. Even though Overwatch isn't free-to-play, but I would uh, say probably second best behind like Fortnite and uh, Warzone, if anything. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, probably like Warzone. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Cuphead. Like as we as we as we've decided. Um. You know. You know. So it is. So it is written. So it shall be done. Cuphead is the <laughs> Xbox uh bracket winner. So it's yep. um the third entry in the final four. So. Yep. So um in our next bracket, uh, we're gonna decide all the uh, multiplayer multi console games. And we've got some interesting matches. Some interesting uh. Uh, challengers here for sure so this one I, I can see much debate much gnashing of teeth um uh for for some of these matchups here um should we should we uh give them a preview of like uh some of the competitors uh i mean definitely i can read off some of the competitors without um trying to expose the bracket yep. too much i mean of course you got the heavy hitters you got like your fortnite your PUBGs, your apexes you got Overcooked, Warzone, Rainbow Six Siege, um, Destiny. Um, there's a lot of other choices that are here. Um, so that's just a little bit of an idea of what to expect once we get to the multiplayer side, yep. um, for sure. Uh, what that's going to look like, I don't know. But, you know, once we get the next, you know, the final bracket, um, you'll see, you know, at least the three of us debate it out. Um, and then same thing with the final four. Oh yeah, yeah. And, uh, oh, Carl. We gotta get some of the crew in here. We gotta get some of the crew down. Oh no no, a hundred percent. No no no. Next, yeah no. We are gonna. Uh, I'm gonna make sure all of us are available for the multiplayer side of this, and especially the final four, just because I know that one section of this bracket, um, without revealing too much more. Uh, I'll just go back to the Xbox side. But, you know, once we get to um, the final four, that's when all logic is going to be thrown out the window. Believe me. (laughs) Brian, you got to be in the next one, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's got to be there. 100%. 
Yep. So we, yeah. So it's gonna be like a, a massive joint collaboration, Gamerdelphia, uh, Codex Prime, of course. Hopefully we'll get the UWO crew, maybe some other yep. peeps we know. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Oh man, oh that's gonna be fun. Now, see now I gotta make it happen. Mm. <laughs> should should we get uh, Carl? Should we get Furman involved? Why not? I'll see what he said. I'll hit him up. Furman Aris, how about him? Aris is more on the fighting game. T- he he'll go for fighting games more. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I mean, I could ask. Okay, you know what? Actually, I came, that came in. I, I just came up with an idea for another tournament. Maybe like a fighting game tournament. Maybe I'll I'll. Oh, I, I will. Oh yeah, no, that will be a bracket that I will definitely make, and okay. I'll see if I can get some of the uh, fight night crew from the party nerds to debate that. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah, we'll figure we'll figure that out. We'll work it out. We'll work it out. Yeah. Oh, that would be, that would be fun though. Mm. In, indeed, indeed. Uh, Brian Brian Lopes is going crazy in the chat. He says Overwatch. Oh yeah, Overwatch. Yeah, hundred percent. I would love to debate uh, Overwatch because uh, that was my that was my game of the year of 2016 when I did my um, game of the decade votes with the uh, Gamerdelphia crew, um, where we each picked the you know we had a game of the decade where first we picked our game of the years and then we kind of debated it out from there. And Overwatch overwhelmingly was a uh, 2016 vote because it was the one game that was just so huge. Like, it was the hero shooter boom mm. that started it all, 2016. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, my, um, my, my 2016 game of the year was Doom. Uh, Oof, that's uh, not a bad choice either. Yeah. 2016? Didn't Uncharted 4 come out that year? Yeah. Yes, it did. It yeah, did. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, when should we get this uh, tournament... Uh, this tournament uh, wrapped up. Any idea? Uh, I have no clue. Yeah, I'm I'm down for next week, but you know, or or the week after. We could, we yeah. could do that. Yeah, we could plan this out. Definitely mm-hmm. see okay. uh see where we want to go with it. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be very very uh very interesting. Oh, All right. Yes. Brian said he's in. Brian said he's in. Boom, there we go. Because you mentioned it, mentioned it. <laughs> he's going to be biased. He's going to be biased. I'm just going to pull one. Well, I, I, will say, I will say to Brian, um, Overwatch is definitely the Steve Mongo McMichael of uh, multiplayer shooters. You know, do do that? I mean, and, 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 as, and as we all know, Steve Mongo McMichael is not only the greatest four horsemen of all time, but also... The greatest WCW United States Heavyweight Champion of all time. You know this. Oh, he added so much prestige to that belt, didn't he? He absolutely did. In fact, he added so much prestige that twenty-something years later, there's a whole Twitter feed, Twitter account dedicated to Mongo's greatest in-ring moments, and it is visual poetry. Like, <laughs> like he was he was truly the Kenny Omega of his day. I mean, we we had no idea how good we had it as wrestling fans back in the late nineties. You're welcome. Yeah. I, I, I will say though, Margo Mondays <laughs> helps me get through my Mondays, and my Mondays are like zombie. <laughs> I just put that price. Well, <laughs> yeah, Margo Mondays like help me get through the day. 
Oh man, just like <laughs> there's an account. So if we're talking about old school, like old school stuff, I follow a uh, I follow two Twitter accounts um, that have like old school wrestling, you know, old school clips. I think one is uh, WCW underscore Worldwide, who has like old clips from like Saturday Night um, and stuff like that. And then I also follow a account called uh, Monsoon Classic that has like on this day, like, you know, so-and-so event happened. That's like a wild time to think about when you actually like look back in the uh, history of wrestling. Like both of those accounts, I'm like, man, those things really did happen. So like, for example, if you look, um, let me see if I can find a clip. So today, yeah, send me those, yeah, send me those, like, tweet me those links, those accounts so I can follow, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. So, like, for example, today in 1996, um, WCW Saturday Night had Bunkhouse Buck with Colonel Robert Parker versus the fake Sting, because they had a fake, you know, they had the fake Sting uh, around, like, uh, the time of, like, right after Bash at the Beach in 1996, Oh wow! Do you do yourself a favor and look up. Okay, the fake thing was uh, jumping Jeff Farmer. Yep, jumping Jeff Farmer. Yeah. Watch his promo, and I'm just gonna leave it at that. Oh no. Yep. Oh man. Yep. Which 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 uh which promo? There should be just one, and trust me, it is the great. It's the greatest thing ever. I'm gonna have to look this up when we're done. Oh man, I'm 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 ready to find out what the hell. We as wrestling fans are for punishment. So that isn't that the uh, isn't that the truth? Like we always are just like. Man, how long are we just gonna like keep up with the fact that sometimes our sport can be so silly and good, yet you know, damn it, what the hell, what the hell have we done to ourselves when, you, when we see something play out on TV? Yep, and then we're right here, like I will see you tomorrow. Well, that's that's why you gotta watch New Japan. <laughs> yeah, access point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, New Japan. Uh, sp- speaking of speaking of the New Japan Cup, real quick, my pick is still uh, Sonata to win the tournament. Um, although I, I predict I predict that the two finalists will be Sonata and Jay White. Um, I hope Jay White doesn't win, but I won't be surprised if he does. But my pick is Sonata, though. Just saying. Who's currently leading in each block? Um, if, you, uh, if you remember the rankings. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, right now. Um, as of as of Sunday, which was the last show I watched, um, last I checked uh, for A block, um, there's a four way there's a four way lead with ten points each for Jay White, Will Ospreay, Kota Ibushi, and Okada, and for B block, uh, there's a two way lead between Tetsuya Naito and Evil. I would love to see, hmm, out of those leaders. You said Naito and Evil. Because right now the champion is Naito, right? Yep. Okay, so Naito has both belts. 
they really like I know like the last couple shows they've always been doing like the winner gets both belts, which kind of devalues the IC title. Like, that needs to be separated as soon as possible. But that's yeah. just me. No, I, I agree. But, mm, mm, mm. This just in. What's that? Ed, my friend. Uh oh. Challenged. What do you mean I've been challenged? You have been challenged by the mediator of the UWO podcast, Kyle Chapman, to a match in Tekken 7. Hmm. Is that right? Okay. I see what's going on here. We will will have to have a discussion about uh, doing some Tekken 7. I think one of the things that we haven't done in a while on uh, our channel, which we kind of, you know, I would love to bring back the, uh, if Kyle's available for it, that would also be cool too. Um, the Thursday night hype fights. Hype fight night. Hype fight night that has gone down on our uh, Gamerdelphia channel. Um, even if it's not a Thursday night, the next night we're all available um, from around this time forward, uh, especially if it's some, a night where uh, both you and uh, Kyle are available for it. I'll stream it on this channel. He's in. All right, we'll talk. We'll we'll talk post show. We'll talk post show. He's in. He's in. I will link out. I will link out too. And then I'm ready for this. Oh man, I am ready for whatever is about to happen. You know what? I would love to see Nautic versus. I would love to see Kyle go against Nautic. I know, right? Ask Kyle if he's a. Uh, Kyle, if you uh, throw in the chat, are you a hardcore Street Fighter Five player as well? Oh, he is. Let me know. He is. He is. All right. So then, I de- he definitely needs to join a. Um, he definitely has to join a fight night because uh, Nautic and Darnell, and to an extent Jorge as well, are are professional Street Fighter Five players, and any new challenges are always welcome. I got wins off of all of them. You did. It may not be a lot, but I have beaten them before. Exactly. A win is a win is a win. Oh, 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 oh. He is actually the UWO tribal chief. Oh, no. See, now I'm over here just instigating. (laughs) (laughs) Instigating is the best part. Are you kidding me? Oh, man. I'm humbly just the best Street Fighter Five player. Period. No questions asked. Uh, all right, this is going. This, this is going down. Future. Uh, future fight. Uh, fight night stream to be determined on this channel. It is coming. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Gamerdelphia will host it. Um, fight night coming soon. Now including a fourth uh, team. Uh, not just Gamerdelphia, not just Party Nerds, not just Codex. Now UWO is involved. This is happening. Man, the fatal work this out. I would throw that on our YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I would get that clip for you. Um, and let's see. I know we're close to end of the night. I don't know if there's anything else you guys want to uh, go over. But, uh, oh, let me save the brackets so that we have these results. Um, don't know if there's anything else you want to talk about before we got sign off. I'm actually, I'm actually going. I just came off of like an overnight, so I'm like an overnight into first shift. So 
How oh, am yeah. I doing this? I don't know. I'm, I'm a glutton for punishment for my damn sex. <laughs> that's that's pretty much it. That's how uh, I can uh, feel that. But for those uh, for, but before we sign off, for those uh, watching on our stream on the uh, Twitch.tv stream, um, that uh, where do you want? What social medias do you want to promote? Uh, yeah, you can find uh, you know Codex Prime podcast um, every every usually every week on Facebook Live. Uh, we're also on Spotify, um, SoundCloud. Um, Instagram at Codex Prime Podcast and Twitter at Codex Prime Cast. Um, you can also find me um, on Twitter and Instagram, both at Victor Omoyo. All right, Carl. And then you can find me at uh, Mr. Bird1027 on all social media platforms. Um, you can also catch us at twitch.tv forward slash Codex Prime Podcast. Uh, I've been, it's been a little slow, but. Um, We'll get back on it. Who knows? I'll probably have uh, my stepdaughter play a little more Knack. She, she's grown a little fond of that game, so probably throw some of that on it. And, yeah, um, and also check out UWO. I do a lot of work for them, too. So, um, yeah. Nice. We everywhere. Nice, nice. Uh, my social media is, of course, uh, your boy at games on uh, Instagram uh, primarily. Um, I'm also here on the Gamerdelphia Twitch. Um, so Gamerdelphia on Instagram, Twitch, and Facebook. Gamerdelphia Pod on Twitter. Um, tomorrow on Wednesday, of course, our normal podcast with the uh, crew, uh, with AJ, Seth, and Marcus. Post show, I will have a stream going uh, for the first time on my uh, personal um, Twitch at your boy at Games, uh, where I will be playing Fall Guys. Um, season two just started, and uh, they have a Sonic the Hedgehog skin available as a crossover with Sega. So I am going to attempt to get all the 10 crowns necessary to unlock that. And I already know that I'm not going to have a soul left in my body <laughs> attempting this. But we will see what happens in this night. Um, and, of course, uh, your boy Ed Games uh, will stream every Saturday for just streaming chats and Gamerdelphia as a whole will stream for the podcast and for future fight nights. Uh, so just keep an eye on our social, on any of our social medias for that information. So with that being said, I am going to sign off here off of the Twitch. Thank you guys for joining us for round three of the bracket uh, round four coming soon. We'll see you guys next time. Peace out. Peace out everybody.